Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. What are you doing this Lent? The St. Paul Center is streaming their newest video Bible study for free starting Ash Wednesday. Based on Scott Hahn's renowned covenantal theology, this is a study no one should miss. Invite your friends, Catholic or not. Don't miss your chance to see this premium study for free. Go to stpaulcenter.com to sign up today. Well, howdy, folks. This is John Michael. Do you know how to come together with other people to make God's music? Join us. We're looking at the church, the orchestra of God. Well, howdy, everybody. This is John Michael. We are looking at the church, God's orchestra. See, it's not enough. We're looking at the master musician, too, where it's not enough just to know how to be made into an instrument by God's grace. It's not enough just to know how to respond, how to learn how to play. It's not enough. We have to learn how to play with other people. The church, uh, the word for church in Scripture is ecclesia, it just means gathering. That's all it means. The word synagogue, same, same idea. It means to be gathered. So to be a synagogue is a gathering. To be a church is to be gathered. So we have to learn how to gather together to make music with other people. Now, I grew up in music. And I grew up in folk groups and then bands, rock and roll bands, then a country rock band. And then when I went out on my own, I had to learn how to play with orchestras, with choirs, with every now and then we'd bring a band together. And there's a dynamism that happens when you play with others that doesn't happen when you just play by yourself. When you play by yourself, it's cool, but bang, when you play with other people, there's an energy that begins to happen through this interplay, one player playing off another, you know, feeling each other. The music rises, the music falls. The same thing is true in the church. When we are working together, man, the Spirit can move in waves, in waves. And we can rise and fall and flow because we're working with other people. So one of the songs that I do is called The Conductor. And in the song, The Conductor, we kind of hear about this. First of all, we play in the church liturgy. Letergia is the word in Greek, and it simply means the work of the people and the work of God. So heaven and earth come together in the liturgy. So liturgy is wonderful, but liturgy 
is just words on a page. If we don't pray those words so that they become alive. See, the same thing is true in making music. When a symphony orchestra gathers, you know, you've got the conductor and you've got the sheet music. Well, if, if the music on the page just stays on the sheet, you know, if the notes just stay there, well, there's no music. You have to be able to, to bring that note to life. You need the note when you're playing with other people to know who's doing what so that you don't have mass confusion. I, I once knew a band called Manassas. One of my buddies, Al Perkins, played in Stephen Stills and Manassas. It's an amazing band, but, but when they would take their breaks, like their leads, they would literally lean back from the microphone and they'd yell out to the other guys, It's every man for himself! <laughs> and they all played leads together. And sometimes it was cool, sometimes it was chaos. So the notes on the page let us know who's going to play what, and when, and where, and how. So the lyrics of uh, this particular song, I'm going to just read some of them. The conductor stands before the orchestra, poised with baton in hand, and the notes lie silent on the pages of the score, waiting to be played by the band. And the spirit, the spirit of the symphony's composer, waits in notes upon the pages. And the knowledge and the skill of the conductor unlocks right interpretation. The conductor knows the whole orchestra as each player knows the instrument he plays, and with wisdom calling forth performances that surpass the finest of former days. So Jesus is the conductor, the church is the orchestra of God, and the sacraments unlock the mystery of God. Well, it's all there, isn't it? So we have notes and music, You have liturgy and sacraments. The word sacrament means mystery. Music, why is it that those who sing pray twice? Why is it that of all the artistic forms, the Catholic Church has always said that music is the form best suited to call forth prayer? The other art forms are great. They're wonderful. But music holds the highest place. Why? Because music can speak of mystery. And our love relationship with Jesus, while it includes logic, it includes truths that are objective truths, it's got to include mystery because it's love. It's love. The Trinity is love. The incarnation is love. The death on the cross, oh, it's love. Jesus loves each of us personally. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? So the whole notion of the church, you've got to have some things written down, but you've got to call forth the spirit of what is being written, or it just remains cold logic, and the music we make, folks, it's uninspiring. So we want to make inspired music. Now the conductor, every symphony orchestra has a conductor, and a conductor Pastor, that would be Jesus. That would be the successors uh, that, that Jesus gave the apostles. And then there are successors to the apostles who conduct the church internationally and in each local area or diocese. These conductors, as I said, the conductor knows the whole orchestra 
as each player knows the instrument he or she plays. And with wisdom, they call forth performances that surpass the finest performances of former days. Wow. So the conductor has to know the music. He has to know, he has to have studied the sheet music. He has to have studied the life of the composer. He has to know the composer so that when he gets up to call forth a performance from his orchestra or her orchestra, man, they know the spirit of what's on that page. They know each instrument. They know what each instrument can do. What, what the great things that a, that a violin or a viola or a, or a cello or a double bass and on and on. They, they know the, the great things that each instrument can do and they know the limitations. So they know exactly what to call forth and they know when they're pushing too much. So they know the instruments. They know the score, they know the instruments, and a good conductor knows each player. How about that? They actually know the individual who is playing the instrument. And when they're up there in front of them, they know how to call forth just the right sound, the right emotion, the right mood. They know how to do it because they, they have a sense of the whole thing. Jesus shows us what it is to be a conductor. So, isn't this cool? Isn't this cool? See, so often, we leave the notes just on the page. I mean, the church, you know, we do the liturgy right. We learn how to say consubstantial. We learn how to make the sign of the cross. You know, we, we, we do the externals right, but we don't catch the spirit of what it is to really make music. A good liturgy, brothers and sisters, when you go to Mass on Sundays and you go to worship on Sundays, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, is to be falling on that congregation and being stirred up, stirred up in the congregation. And we're under a leader. When we sing, we're under worship leaders. The worship leaders are, as it were, our conductors. They know how to call forth worship from their congregation. And when we get to the presider, who's presiding over the whole liturgy, the lectors, the singers, what's happening on the altar, they know, they know the score, they know the instruments, and they know the players. And the thing becomes music, mystery, love. It calls forth emotion. So this is so cool. How about you? When you go to church, uh, do you just let them do it? Do you let the singers sing? The preachers preach? You know, the priests be priests? The deacons be deacons? Lay leaders be lay leaders? Or do you enter in as part of the symphony orchestra into the beauty, the mystery of the music of God. This is my prayer for you. This is my prayer for you. We're going to look in the next section. We're going to get more specific at the different ways that we come together in the church. And there's lots of ways. Let the spirit of the composer, Jesus, come through your music today. All things are possible with God.
Stuck in doctor stands before the orchestra Poised with baton in hand And the notes lie silent on the pages of the score Waiting to be played by the band And the spirit of a symphony's composer waits in notes upon the pages. And the knowledge and the skill of the conductor unlocks right interpretation. The conductor knows. The whole orchestra As each player knows The instrument he plays And with wisdom calling For performances That's a past The finest of former days And he knows when to fiercely command Like a captain with his soldiers And he knows when to be gentle as a lamb Like a lover with his The church is an orchestra of God And the liturgy we pray becomes a symphony And the sacraments unlock the mystery of God Welcome back. John Michael here. We are looking at the orchestra of God, the church. So we're going to look at all the different ways the church can come together. In the first part, we looked at liturgy and sacraments and the conductor and and how cool all that works. But now we want to look at something that I just think is a mind blower. How music becomes a parable of how the church can work. Well, the first thing, of course, you've got the big orchestra. The big orchestra. Now, the, the thing with a big orchestra, and they come in different sizes, but each orchestra has lots of different instruments. It's not like a rock and roll band where you got four or five or six. In, in a big orchestra, man, you've got lots of instruments. And you have a lot of players. A full orchestra can be a hundred players. Man, can you imagine a rock and roll band with a hundred players? It would be chaos. With, with an orchestra, you've got a hundred players. You've got 60 players, 50 players. Wow. So lots of different players, lots of different instruments. And they have sections. So the orchestra has sections. Each section has a section leader. For instance, you have the first violin. You have a, you have a conductor, a concert master, and then you have section leaders that, that play what's called first chair, second chair, third chair, so on and so forth. 
So that's kind of cool. But the orchestra comes together not only in the big gathering, we would call that, let's say, a papal mass. Let's call that World Youth Day when the Pope visited America. That was a big orchestra, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing. But the church also comes together in parishes. So it comes together in what I would call chamber groups. So there are smaller configurations. Even if, if the fullness of the mass, the fullness of the liturgy is in every parish, there are smaller gatherings within the Christian community. This is like a chamber group. A chamber group is only 15, 16, 20 players, maybe at the most. Very small. Usually when you hear a classical guitar playing with orchestra, they're playing with a smaller configuration. Number one, less players, it's easier for the guitar to be heard because it's not a loud instrument. So it's a small gathering. They still have a conductor. They still have sheet music. So it's just like the big one, but it's smaller. It's a smaller configuration. This is like movements, the monastic movement. You know, the monastic movement in the church, it's kind of a quasi-church. We have leadership, we have rules, constitutions, liturgies, all the same stuff, but it's a movement within the church. So there are spiritual movements and, and th- within the church that have structure and guidelines and bylaws and charisms. So we have the big one, then we have the chamber group. Next comes the quartet. Well, the quartet, I do a lot of music where I want a very small, intimate sound. So I go with a string quartet, maybe at a flute, maybe a harp. So it's very small, maybe four, six players. Sometimes we only use two or three as a duo or a trio. Well, the neat thing about this is there's no longer a conductor. No, the leader of the group plays. So that's a symbol of great collegiality. That in the church, we also have this sense of the leaders are actually in there playing the music. They're not up in front. They're actually with us playing the music. So a chamber group, that would, you know, excuse me, a quartet, that would be small groups. That would be, in history, the little groups of hermits. And back in the Monk Dynasty series we did, we talked about all those different ways that that there were monastic and, and lay movements in the church. So the quartet. Well, next, we have the folk group. Well, the folk group, and i, I got to tell you, I know I get a little tired of the Awimaway Mass, too. You know, Awimaway, Awimaway, Lord, have mercy. I get tired of it sometimes, too. But the beauty of folk music, when it's done right, think of Bob Dylan, think of Peter, Paul, and Mary, think of the Chad Mitchell Trio. Really pretty neat stuff. Great melodies, great lyrics. So folk music is a simple music. It's not in an orchestral setting, but especially the lyrical content of folk music has the ability to teach. So the lyrical content of music has a didactic or a teaching ministry in it. So the words themselves begin to be very important, and we are taught by the lyrics. The other thing that can happen with folk music is the prophetic, the prophetic dimension of ministry. You know, in the secular sense, I believe 
that Bob Dylan was kind of a secular poet, a secular prophet in some of his uh, more profound pieces of music. Now, some people will say, well, it wasn't godly prophecy. I don't know. I don't know. But the style itself lends itself not just to teaching, but to a prophetic messaging that reflects a group of people and calls forth a group of people. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? So the folk idiom within the church represents our teachers, clerical and lay, and our prophetic voices. Our prophetic voices can be bishops and priests and deacons and religious. It can also be the lowliest lay person. They have the ability to speak with the prophetic unction to the whole church. So folk music is a great place where that can happen and a great symbol of the simple music of the church. Well, next we move to jazz. How about that? Now, jazz is advanced. Jazz players, I got to tell you, they are as technically proficient as the greatest classical player. Now, to show you how advanced that is, I remember we were doing a recording in Nashville and with the Nashville Orchestra is a group, they call it the String Machine. It's the first and second player, first and second chair players from all the great symphonies in the area, and they come together and they do studio work. And they're very, very, very good. And one particular time they were kind of complaining a little bit or kind of being a little sluggish. And, and the conductor, he came in, he says, Well, throw them a bone, let them complain a little. He says, What you have to remember is each person in that room has a doctorate in music. And they play for artists who are bozos, like me. (laughs) Guys who kind of just get it naturally. So jazz players, jazz players are extremely proficient. They can read, they can sight read, and they can play spontaneously. So it's a small group, but they come together with this amazing ability, not only to read the word or the the notes on the page, but also, bang, to play off each other, to play in in jamming, as we call it, or really a spontaneity. And it's like this, bang, 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 bang. And it's just floating, floating as they play together. So we all, that's kind of like the, the charismatic renewal at its best. Spontaneous but proficient. You know what you're doing, and boy, there's a a beautiful, beautiful, spontaneous music, and it's high combustion music, huh? And nobody else can make it. So that's the charismatic renewal. Well, we also have the rock expression. Boom! (laughs) Rock and roll is powerful. Powerful. And we need those expressions in the church that express the power of God. The power of God. And it's evangelistic. We use the music of a culture to reach a culture. See? So, this is powerful. Are we reaching our culture? And then, of course, uh, we also have soloists. In some of the early music, there were entire bars where they played nothing but solos. It just said continuum. And they just played solos in there. So we have soloists who are 
the lone preachers, the prophets, the itinerants, the hermits. And then lastly, and this is where it's cool, we bring it all together. The best expression of the symphony of God, of the church, brings all these expressions together where there is freedom for each expression, even in every liturgy. Let's pray. Jesus, we pray for the church. Help us not to just be a dry, cold institution of laws and liturgy and rules and rubrics. Help us to be on fire with your spirit. May we value the things you give us to guide our music, but may it always be your music. In Jesus' name we pray. I love you guys. All things are possible with God. Standing tall, standing proud, is the finest tree of the forest. Standing alone, standing on its own, it's the beautiful choice. But the tree must be brought down Humble to the earth In the dust of the ground Then the wood might be Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com.